When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good, good night. What up, Sharp Tongers? Jesse May Peluso up in your ear. I, um. Happy Election Day. That was a small burp. There's a little bit bigger one. Okay. Happy election day. This is the anti-election election episode. I will not be talking about politics. I'm done. I don't give a fuck who wins. We're all up shit's creek. Whether you're a Republican, Democrat, or or a goddamn painted turtle, we're all screwed. Okay? Move to Iceland and live your life. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I refuse to talk about the the political race. It's just not my steez. So this episode, you're not going to hear that. How about that? I'm not going to make you listen to that bullshit. You are going to hear some realness on this episode, though. That's for sure. Like, you're going to be listening to some legit shit. We going in deep. Um, But let me tell you where I'm going to be at. And also, winners for the Canadian Werewolf giveaway from my Halloween episode last week. I asked you guys to tell me what a Canadian Werewolf is, what what you would call it, and what it looks like. And you guys are insane. A lot of fun responses. <laughs> I am performing live comedy. And this week, November 10th, 11th, and 12th, I will be in Helium. I'll be at St. Lu- in St. Louis at Helium Comedy Club in Missouri. Saturday, November 19th, I'll be at Cherokee Casino in West Salome Springs, Oklahoma with my boo, Andrew Williams, who opens for me often. Then Syracuse, I'm coming for you. The Funny Bone, November 23rd. 25th, 26th, and 27th. All tickets are available at jessiemay.com. I give away tickets to every fucking show because I know a lot of you work your asses off out there and I like to give back to my fans. If you would like to win tickets, send me a meme of me. If you don't know what a meme is, fucking Google it. I want a meme of me. Uh, Send it to sharptonguepodcast at gmail.com. And I will pick my favorites, and I give tickets away to every show. And I, I usually, I even give tickets away to the losers, because everyone's a winner. How about that for some switch shit? I've had quite the week. I taped a pilot TV, uh, pilot show on last Friday with Kelly Osborne, Adrian Bailon, and Damian Dante Wayans for VH1. It was a lot of fun. I can't tell you all the details of it, but hopefully it goes. I've shot a lot of pilots with a lot of different people, and this one was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was wild. We had a studio audience. We played a lot of games. I was balling out. I had a good time. Um, my man showed up with Chaplin. I felt like a princess. My boyfriend bought, brought my smallest dog, the smallest of the three, to come see me at work. He And Chaplin is now fucking humping Bunny. I don't even think Chaplin has had sex before. I don't think he has. Unless he did prior to me snatching him from the shelter, he I don't think he's fucked. I don't I don't think he knows how to fuck by the looks of how he just mounted Bunny and then ran away. He just ran out of the room because she denied him and now she's going after him like oh, what a bitch. Bunny, play hard to get, man. He just mounted you very poorly and and you're going after him. You got to get some self-esteem, man. These pound puppies, I tell you, they have no self-esteem. Um, but yeah, I've got, I got my booze. I'm, all my, I'm just chilling with my puppies. We hanging out. We doing our thing. Um, I haven't smoked weed yet today. I'm doing a new thing called Weeds Day, which is every Wednesday. I will do a Facebook live of me rolling a joint and smoking and answering questions. Last week I did my first one and rolled a pathetic joint with my joint roller. Pathetic. Just beyond pathetic it was the most pathetic joint i think i've ever rolled in my life but every wednesday facebook live 
I'll try and be around 420 as much as I can around that time. So go to my comedian Jesse Mae Peluso fan page on Facebook. Like it. Throw up a like on that sucker. Please rate and review my podcast. I appreciate all your support, you whores. I appreciate all of it. Y'all are y'all are lovers. Okay? That's what I'm that's what I'm all about. I'm not all about this hate. Keep your hate for somebody else. I am too cute to be hated on. Come on now. Have you seen my little shins? Seriously, have you seen them? They are the boniest shins in the world. Wait, hold on. Let me go grab something. You guys hold on one second. So I have to tell you guys, wait, I'm going to fart. Let's see if I can capture my fart. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. So we got that out of the way and <laughs> I, um, last week Avery P- Pearson was on my Halloween episode, my special Halloween episode where we got blazed out and talked. We tried to talk about Halloween, but we got high and went on a bunch of, you know, cognitive tangents. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. But we did something. We started talking about Canadian werewolf and I don't fucking know why. But then we were like, what's a Canadian werewolf look like? And I offered to give away my iPad and iPod. And then I thought about it, you know, I'm going to give those things away, but I'm really concerned about you creepy motherfuckers going through my shit and trying to unlock my, my, my iPod my iPad and trying to get into my shit. So I got to figure out a way to do that so that no creepy motherfuckers go sifting through my personal shit. I'm going to, I'm going to erase it to factory stall to, to factory settings. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to just really, really try and figure that out because I don't trust you motherfuckers. (laughs) Remember a minute ago when I said, I love everyone. Um, no, okay, so I'm giving away my iPod and my iPad. They are used, but I figured instead of trying to sell them on let go, I would give them to somebody who hopefully needs them. I know there's a lot of broke college students out there. There's a lot of broke people in general. So I figure you guys can use them more than I can, and you're fucking welcome. Um, there were a lot of submissions for the Canadian werewolf, and a, a few of you got pretty fucking creative, I have to say. I was I was pretty impressed with your... <laughs> ability to come up with a Canadian werewolf idea. Um, George Neves sent me a photo of Drake dressed as Teen Wolf. Aubrey. Oh my God. So good, George. You're not the ultimate winner, but I'm definitely going to send you something. I will contact you, but uh, you are a winner for sure. And who else sent something here? Kayla Wilgen. Canadian werewolf. He has a plaid shirt on and denim pants. Yo, broke college student would benefit from an iPad, by the way. (laughs) Kayla, you know what? You're not the ultimate winner, but I'm definitely going to give you something as well because you sent me an email and your picture's adorable that you attached with it. I really appreciate it. And the fact that you sent it twice just to make sure that I got it uh, shows commitment. And, you know, I think you're going to be successful in college. And if you're not, there's always comedy. Um, then there were a couple of you that posted, let's see, posted on Instagram, I believe. Mike Heck, Canadian werewolf, is a wolf with a trucker hat holding a cup of Tim Hortons coffee, even though he said Time Hortons. He is wearing a hockey jersey and jeans. Very descriptive, Tim. It's like you're a describing a a scene of a murder um joe arson says canadian he used the hashtag properly so he's definitely gonna win something because of that how about the maple wolf it apologized after it attacks you and smells like syrup i think that's fucking hilarious (laughs) so um those those are my all you guys are my secondary winners my ultimate winner and fan super fan 
because she's she's somebody who I see pop up on my timeline from time 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 to time to time to time. There's already a word for Canadian werewolf. Dot dot dot. It's Eugene Levy and a photo of Eugene Levy who looks like a motherfucking werewolf just as him as a human being. Best ever. Jamie Morse, you win. Avery and I Avery and I were dying when we saw this. So funny. Um, you are going to get the iPad and the iPod, unless you're feeling generous enough and you want to split ski with the broke ass college student whose name escapes me, but I will go right back. Kayla Wing Wilging, unless you feel generous and you want to gift her something, I'd be down for that because she's a broke ass college student and I'm always trying to help people out. But Jamie, you're my winner. Everybody else is gonna get some shit too sent to them as well. Thank you guys for playing. Next week, send me a Jesse meme. I don't get creative. Put me on a dick in outer space. I mean, that's usually where I land in my sleep, but whatever you want to do, send me a Jesse meme. Use that hashtag Jesse meme, J E S S I M E M E. Um, you can send it to me at sharp tongue podcast at gmail.com. You can post it on Instagram. You can post it on Twitter. I'll look for it everywhere and pick winners the following week. Also, make sure to hit me up if you want some tickets to my shows. That's how you're going to get it, yo. Send me that meme. I'll give tickets to come see me live. Hashtag Jesse Meme. Sharp Tongue Podcast at gmail.com. Um, what else is there? I don't want to miss anything. Uh, fuck the election. At, you know, this is an insane year, and I don't know who the fuck's going to win. Like I said, we're fucked. So treat each other right and save your money. Put it inside your mattress, old school style. Don't let the man have it. Um, this episode, I interviewed a fellow comedian. And so he, he's not necessarily a friend of mine, but I know him. We've run into each other a bunch of times, and I respect his hustle. And I asked him to get into his darkness, you know. I, I wanted to tap into the comedic brain and what makes us tick. And a lot of comedians start off with tragic beginnings to get us to perform on stage. So in this episode, we cover, um, you know, eating disorders. We cover cutting. We cut her. We cut her. Cut We cover um, uh, Pipple as an artist. We cover Parkinson's disease. And we talk about the luxury of doing what you love to do for work. We covered a lot of stuff. And I hope you enjoy this episode with comedian Matthew Broussard. How do you describe? Okay. A. A. Uh, a. And then he's like like a bodybuilder. So how would you describe him? What's a word? Is a is the word start with a? No, ends with a actually. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh. God, it's one of these things. Like when you get it, you're so fucking yep. pissed. I'll be pissed. Um. It's a little, no, I don't think it's like that simple. It's not going to like hit you on the head, but when it so clicks, So do you it sit and think of these fucking puns? No, I cannot. That is like the biggest waste of time. Let's see who this is. It's actually, it's like, it's like think, thinking of jokes. Hello? Hi, this is Julia. Congratulations. Your business has been pre-approved for a $250,000 small business loan. Oh, Press good. One oh, now. my God. Congratulations. Oh, great. You made it. $250,000 loan for my small business. <laughs> I am my small business, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Can I get a hint? Uh, starts with a B. To describe someone who's very muscular. Buff. Yep. Uh, I know. What's the answer, Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, it's one big thing? Yeah. Oh, I didn't Each know that. Word. Sorry. Yeah, seafood buffet. You're autistic. <laughs> we, we circled it around. Are you recording? Yeah. I should take my gum out. Hi, Broussard. Hey, Jessie Mae. Thank Are, you so much for having me. Is it Jessie Mae or Jessie Mae? I never... Jessie Mae. Jessie Mae. Okay. Yeah. I just had but this you conversation. you don't correct people. I don't... Because oh, it's like, who cares? You okay. know, you get the gist of it. Yeah. I had this conversation. I did a pilot the other day. It's a great name. Ke- Kelly, uh, Kelly Osborne, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, I thought you were going to be black. Because <laughs> of Jessie Mae? I, t- I, don't, I guess I just don't... I don't assign names to uh, uh, ethnicity. Well, I was hanging out with uh, this name drop. Uh, do it. Let's, it happens, do, let's just it name drop the whole episode. The whole episode we're name dropping. <laughs> the whole episode. And I, I say this phrase very often of like, oh, Shalee and Tanisha are going to be there. <laughs> and those are the two friends of yours. Uh, 
the blackest <laughs> pair of names I can think of. Though Shalia is the whitest person Shalia I know. Shalia is sounds like a white girl. A oh, really? white girl name to me, yeah. When I say Shalia and Tanisha, I it, Tanisha sounds black. Tanisha Long? Black. Yeah. Yeah. I know yeah, yeah. Tanisha. And, and Shalia. Shalia Evans. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, see girl you mean my girls. Yeah. yeah. Shalia watched uh what's it called? Uh we watched uh Westworld last night. Are you Yo, watching it? That that one wait, which what was the opening show for the opening episode of Westworld? Uh, I know what it is, but I just can't. Th- I've wa- I'm watching six shows at once right now. It's like it, it's. Like you're like a chess master TV playing crack. all these different games. And it's just, what are, what are your shows? Okay, my shows are Black Mirror. Okay, uh, that's, have you watched that? I've watched one episode. Holy! Did you watch the pig fucking one? No, because everyone spoiled it for me. Because I know how it ends. It's still is it still good? They even s- if I know he fucks the pig. Those assholes! It's like an hour. Can't they just shut cap it? Like let you have a little bit of mystery well, in your life? I mean, I know about the pig fucking, and that's it. Like, cause everyone's like, "Whoa, the pig fucker episode!" And I know, I, and I, I just said it. <laughs> yeah, I know so many. People. Um, but I've se- I saw the second episode where with like the very dystopian where uh, they are, they're on bikes. Yeah, they're on bikes and they have to yeah. earn their yeah. their like coins or whatever. Oh, that was and sad. Like, the porn oh, thing was like really sad of like watching so, a girl you oh love and like horrible God. porn. That's such a nightmare. There, there's so many. I don't know how they've ma- managed to master like the futuristic ideology of what society's gonna come to. They've yeah. re- to me, it's like that could happen. That's why I can't sleep at night. Does the show get better over the seasons? Because well, that episode was a little cheesy. It was a little plastic. That one, that one I didn't really like. Yeah. The bicycle one. But it yeah. get, there's so many other dark ones. Like the one, I, the last one I watched last night, I couldn't go to sleep after. It, yeah. It kept me up. Oh, White dude. Bear. <gasps> That's the title of the episode. That's all I'm going to tell you. White Bear. Black Mirror, White Bear. Heller. Okay. okay what, ep- what season is that? That's like one, I think. You got to watch it. Have you seen uh, Ex Machina? The movie. Yeah. Yo. I watched Yo. that. I took edibles on a plane. It was an international flight. And Good I watched that you. movie. And I was like, oh, I'll just watch one movie and then sleep for six hours. No. Nope. Could not nope. sleep. Because you know what was the most disturbing part? Okay, uh, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the movie, you can shut off for we'll like let, We'll let you seconds. know there's spoiler alerts um, this whole episode. <laughs> you realize at the end when he's stuck in the compound, yeah. he has no parents no girlfriend, right. no siblings. He's no one's coming care. for him. No one's coming for him. He's, he's, in, he's in the middle the of the fucking woods. Which is the most disturbing part, yeah. He's in the middle of the fucking woods. He just dies out there, yeah. And and it's also disturbing that they made the robot, like, I know it's like the female robot, but they also made her, like, cold-hearted. <laughs> really, like... Just, and manipulative. Yeah. And bad it, bitch. Bad bitch. <laughs> like, don't fuck, do not make a baby with this one. Uh. Don't do it. Okay, so I'm watching that. I went. Don't stick I went your dick old, in crazy Don't stick AI. your dick in CP3O's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching. I went old school. I'm watching Parenthood. Oh, that was a network TV show with like Craig T. Nelson, the chick from Gilmore Girls. How long ago? It, th- I think it's like from 2006. But I need okay. it to balance out all the darkness that I watch. Do you watch <laughs> like dark shit? I like dark. Because Westworld's kind of. It's it dark. teeters on that. Oh, it's very dark. Yeah, it's yeah. dark because it. I think it of taps like a, into what happened. Yeah, you're or what like, could you happen. See your, imagine having to see your like uh, parents get murdered and your boyfriend die every day. Every single fucking day. Literally thousands of times. He says you've died probably a thousand times. And it's like every time Dolores has watched him die. <laughs> that's that's yeah. a lot. I mean, talk uh, about PTSD. Did you watch last night's episode? No. It's good. See, I got to get it. There's too much to watch. Don't you feel overwhelmed by all the t- television? I was talking to my roommate about this yesterday. Um, people were like, na- famous so we can name drop? No. Let's pretend. He's a great guy, though. Um, William Shatner, your roommate. My, my roommate, uh, Jaquanza. I don't know. Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> what a black name. That sounds like a holiday. Uh, Johnny Montgomery <laughs> the fifth? No. He's the fifth, yeah. He's a fifth? He's a fifth. Can and they he's mix six it up? Six? Blonde, icy hair. He's he's. Uh, what is he from Lithuania? Glass. No, he's from Chicago. <laughs> Congratulations. He's a great guy. He's, he's he's just the biggest character. Just the he's just a human smile. How much pride and ego does his family have that they've made five of, um, this, of the name? A bit. They have they have a, it's it's a it's a good family. I don't. That sounds awful. <laughs> they're all yeah. They're all successful. Like great people, charming, all different. But um, we were talking about like. People are like, hey, you have to watch this show. It's really good. I'm like, the more you tell me it's good, the less inclined I am to watch it. Tell yeah. me it's okay. Yeah, because tell I me I'll yeah. be able to walk away. Yeah, I don't need of like, you want to smoke weed? You want to do heroin? I'm gonna start smoking weed yeah. because I can quit at any time. Yeah, don't. I don't, don't need start a good me. show. Yeah, it should be just like you just watch it. That's what they should say. Yeah, just. <laughs> Like, also, everything's so good. Meth, not even once. It's like that. I was just like, <laughs> don't watch the pilot. Don't, or you're you're in. 
it's so good. It's like, what a weird complaint. Like, TV is too good right now. It really is. Yeah. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And that's why people I don't can't watch, focus. I don't do Game of Thrones. I don't need that in you my life. You should leave. I don't need that. Oh, really? <laughs> I have weird addictions, though. I mean, I'm like. But, uh, my strange addiction, what is it? I'm, a, I'm really into cartoons. I mean, it's not that weird, but Adventure Time, the, the p- passion people have for Game of Thrones, I have for Adventure Time, plus maybe 50%. But you also draw cartoons. You think I, draw, I sculpt a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like they're they're interrelated. Of Like, I've just always, the way, I describe this to people, the way you feel when you see a puppy that you need, you want to bite it, it's so cute. How do so you know cute. that? How do you know I want to, like, attack puppies? Uh, there's a German word for it, and I don't know what it is, but it, like, translates to cuteness fury. Cute aggression. With something, yeah. Yeah, where you, you literally want to squeeze something because it's so adorable. Yeah, the German word is Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> it's most German words. Hagen Doss and Hitler, those are the two. I'm feeling such Volkswagen for this golden Volkswagen. retriever. Volkswagen. God, um, such Mercedes Fury for this <laughs> Labrador. Um, I get that for like certain cartoon characters, or like that's, I wanna, when I see a cartoon character really, I have to sculpt it. Like I have to you make a little sculpt. Sp- yeah, I've never showed you, I do little clay characters. Yeah, uh, I've been I think doing it for you, like 20 years, I've been doing it a long time. What have I been calling you since I've met you? Autistic. No, but uh, also, like, I'm talking about like when I first met you. Do you remember what I called you? And I've used this for a couple people in my life. No. Serial killer. Serial killer, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have got a that joke likeness, and you do have a joke about that about whole f- making the sculptures and and seeming like a serial killer <laughs> for it. And because I'm not like I don't wear glasses, I'm not. I I, I this sounds annoying, but like I'm too, uh, Abercrombie looking to pull off nerd. Like you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you are. Too. And I don't mean that yeah. I look Abercrombie, but just in in the range of things, I don't get to like. I, I, it's not nerdy or quirky when I do it. It's just kind of weird. What like, is very like, very Patrick Bateman when I do you it? You are Patrick Bateman. You're yeah. like you're the talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. What what is your like darkness? Do you feel like you have darkness in you? Because I always feel like every comic that I've ever met has some sort of kernel of darkness that is the thing that fueled them to take stage. I am. Um, I mean, I, I chip on my shoulder big time from high school. Like. Bunch of rich, beautiful kids. Never, never really had friends. Wasn't picked on, but just didn't have friends. No one invited me out to parties. Didn't, and and I, I've always wanted to prove them wrong and surpass them. And I still get that like, that vengeance boner where you're just like, I'm doing better than all of you. I'm actually chasing a dream, kind of thing. Why and they're didn't all, you have they're friends? all in real estate. I don't know. I, I, I attribute it to being. I mean, you see my lack of social skills. That I've learned to make it somewhat like personable, but like. The, you mean like you think you feel like you're awkward socially? Not. I mean, awkward would – there's two kinds of awkward. There's awkward where you're like, I, I don't know what to say. Or, like, there's awkward where you just have no filter. I'm, yeah. I feel I'm more the latter. I don't yeah. realize that I'm saying things that are off-color or, or, or strange. Right. Um, that could be an autistic thing. That could be. I mean, I just get it from my mom. My mom's just a Jewish mom where you just don't <laughs> – where, like, someone will walk by and, like – you know, you're supposed to go, like, three, two, one, and then whisper, oh, my God, she was so fat. My mom would just be like, she's like not even half second. Oh my God, she's so fat. Like she can still hear us. No, she can't. Like that kind of stuff. So you definitely see th- those. That behavior thing is learned. That's a mm-hmm. learned behavior. Yeah, yeah I Jewish fart mother a lot. syndrome. My dad farted a lot when we were kids. Yeah, my like, dad. Like I fart, fart everywhere. Jokes. My dad yeah. loves fart jokes. You farted on me before. I sure did. In the green room. You're welcome. In Dallas. Thank yep. you. It was, I, I, I still <laughs> brag to people about that. You and then you did signed. You signed the fart. No, it didn't. No. And that's the one thing I let people know that it's 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 rather you know uh, it's noisy, but it's very seldom aromatic. Yeah, no, the quiet ones and there's a physics to it. The quiet ones are way worse. What's the physics? That <laughs> uh, a flapping butthole is a fart sound, which means it's literally closing and opening, which means less volume of gas can get through. Open means it's just oh, an open channel. Oh and man! Far, far form of gas more oh, leaks out. God, it's like the dam. The dam has been mm-hmm. let open. That's yeah, terrible. versus something sputtering like a balloon sputtering yeah. versus if you just pull the balloon open and just. Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. <laughs> okay. Now but my I'll... my my dissertation on the subject is not the research is not complete. But I have to take notes. I always take notes because I want to remember because we get into conversation sometimes and I can't remember all the things that we talked about and I have to make key points so people can look at this episode and be like, oh, they talked about farts. What's your darkness? My dark. See, I, I want to get more into like because. No friends in high school. Yeah, I can chop that up to some darkness. But, like, I'm talking about, like, darkness, darkness. Like, mine was first sexual experience I ever had. I was raped. Wow. Darkness. Didn't know that. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, it's it's something that I talk about on the podcast, and I, I have jokes about it. I'm still developing it. I, w- I definitely want to put it into my first special. But it's, t- it's a sensitive subject because yeah. – you might be still be too attached to it. A lot of times people are like, 
oh, it's such an emotional thing. I could write 20 minutes on that. I'm like, the more tied I am to it, the harder it is to write about. Yeah. I can't talk about my dad having Parkinson's very well. Does your dad have Parkinson's? Yeah. He's There's got a like, darkness I'm yeah. talking about. That's the, if you want to know the darkness, the darkness is like my dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's when I was 12. Uh, he's, he's like, if he survives till March, we'd be surprised. He's at the wow. very end. He's in a home right now. Oh. And the worst part, no one tells you this, he's gone mentally. We don't know if he's there. You can talk to him. It's hard to get answers. There's moments where it's like, I, like he sits there and you're like, you're like he's, he's physically just not nice to look at. It, you know, it causes you to really shrivel up. He's down. He was six foot at his pro- full height, and now he's 127 pounds, gone up from 116. Wow. Um, and he was... He was going to pass away last March, but we put him on a dose of antibiotics. We all like we all kind of had a conflict about that. Um, that yeah. must be hard to like decide what to do with this care. How many how many siblings do you have? I have one brother and he was the one. This is probably too personal, but um, my dad's brothers were there and uh, they advocated to keep him alive. My brother advocated strongly to keep him alive. My mom and I were like, let's let him go right now. Yeah. We have a chance to when we're all here. Right. And even it's a. Uh, apologies to my family for saying this but like now we're all kind of in agreement like if that happens again we know what to do and and my mom and i have agreed and like in silence without my brother around of like we wish he had gone then yeah it would have been it just would have been a better wrap-up because now he's there and that's the shitty part about that of like he's uh uh, exists but it's like that's not the man he was my dad has a phd in physics was the most i mean came from here's he might be autistic i've always thought that he came from this poor poor family in louisiana Right, he had uh, his parents. English wasn't their first language. No where, one in his where, family was what, educated. What was their first language? French. They were French. Cajun. They okay, were, that makes Cajun. sense. People okay. don't realize Cajuns are really. Oh, it's an interesting language. It's an interesting culture Culture's because really so few. It's they're white. Uh, remarkably high rates of like you know teen pregnancy and 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 uh, uh, lack of education, and they never escape. Like you don't see Cajun people go on to become president or CEOs. No, they they they, they definitely are central like centered around escape. where they're yeah they stay down there. And the yeah. language is influenced by so many like, like seven different languages, right? The, the that I'm not familiar with, but yeah, it's it's its own thing basically. That's it's wild. French, but like apparently French France sent emissaries because. I think you, you know where the Cajuns came from. Where's that? It's France, like hundreds of years ago, or I'm not exactly sure when they moved to Nova Scotia. The French that was their Plymouth Rock. So they were French people up, and that's where you have French Canadians. Right. And the English came into Canada, took over the country, and they kicked out most of the French. Those French sailed, down, and that was Arcadia. They sailed down the Mississippi to Louisiana. They're like, what? What the? Where the fuck is this place? We gotta go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> they landed in fucking Louisiana. They were in the swamp. Yeah. Ah, and like Arcadia became shop. Cadian, became Cajun, and they became separated twice from France. Wow. So imagine like going to Australia and getting kicked out to New Zealand, kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. how separate the culture is from French. Um, and uh, my dad, yeah, my dad came from this Cajun family, and he was just a quiet kid who just read a lot and never wasn't a great student, but just clearly had something going mentally that he yeah. was just sharp. Uh, don't know where it came from. Still don't like, I'm not saying that my, my, they're like, they're intelligent people. He's just, his aptitude's crazy high, yeah. especially for math. And um, where'd he go to college? He, so this is the story I love. His <laughs> last day, uh, one of his last days as a student, uh, the teacher said, Hey, um, go sign up for a PSAT. It's $2. If you go sign up right now, um, I'll let you leave class early today. So he was like, yeah, sure. So he goes and signs up for it, takes it, National Merit Scholar, gets to go to college for free. First Holy person in his family fuck. go to college. Um, so your dad was around. like a genius. Very smart guy. Fucks yeah. around, education major, pre-med, and then he takes one chemistry class. He's like, that is fun. Yeah. So then he buckles down, gets a degree in that, I think took a year off, and then got his PhD at UT where uh, a freshman named Ann Grusin needed a chemistry tutor her freshman Ooh, year. Ooh, and then and Matthew my dad Broussard was Jerry. made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I met my girlfriend in Austin, too, which is cute because that's where my parents live. Um, but, yeah, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's when I was like, yeah, 11 or 12. And then one thing that always got me, my, my mom's a very cynical person. Her brother, who was 10, 12 years younger, got, in a, uh, got hit by a drunk driver in college and was in a wheelchair uh, and mentally handicapped the rest of Your his life. Your poor mom. Yeah, yeah, she's had it God. really rough. I try to like, I go to Atlanta a lot. People like go to see your dad. I'm like, no, my mom just needs. Yeah, my mom needs someone and, around. And people don't like. I feel like so many stories are centered around the the person that it happens to, which is understandable. But uh-huh. the people who are caring for that person, yep. 
experienced so much trauma on a different level. Mm -hmm. And my mom handled it for a little while there by lashing out at the people around her. I'm sure. And everyone's like, she's being a bitch. I'm like, she's going through so much. Like, that's why have some sympathy. Like, I know she's being mean to you, but just like absorb it. Let her let her beat you up a little. You never know where people are coming from. Like, and I always try and think about that just in my daily existence, just Mm -hmm. going from A to B. Like your mom, for instance, like maybe her and I would cross paths and maybe she'd be a bitch towards me. Yeah. In my mind, my first reaction, my gut reaction and instinct is not to respond at her level. It's to be like, this lady's got something going on. Yeah. That's that's where I feel like a lot of compassion is missing in, in society. And so she had her brother that was paralyzed and then she met your father. And then how long from the moment they met till Parkinson's? A long time. Yeah. It seems like over a decade, right? Oh, I mean. No, no, my my mom was forty one when she had me. Oh shit! Okay, so it w- they so at least they, they had, had some time. Together. Okay, they that's had. Good. I mean, what? My she was thirty six when my brother was born, so they had fifteen years together uh, before they had any kids. And they apparently, and I'm hearing stories now from my cousin, and I didn't realize them of like, oh, they were the coolest couple. Oh man, they just did. We didn't even think they were gonna have kids. They just went on vacations and they did just awesome stuff together, and then. Had kids later, so my yeah, my dad was diagnosed at fifty nine. So, so you're 12, 11, 12. So. 11, 12. and so, uh, did you as a child? Which means he's had it for fifteen years, by the way. Which yeah, is a long time. So you've seen the 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 devolution essentially yeah. of of your father. Yeah, and it it's every time you think it's bad, it gets worse. Like that's what's been marked with over the past what four years have been horrible because it's like. I guess maybe five. Every six months, you're like, wow, this is horrible. I'd give anything to have him the way he was six months ago. And then you say uh, that again in six months. Oh, yeah. man, that just gave me chills. Ugh, it's the worst. I it's can't, a terrible disease. I can't, it's, it is such a it, – it, the way it advances is just so it, – it's mind-blowing what it does to somebody. Yeah. I, I saw someone um, go through Lou Gehrig's disease. That's what I was talking with my, a, a friend about. a similar situation. Nicole Schreiber and I were talking about, like, is – her father has it too. Uh, and we're like, is Parkinson's the worst? Well, it's like – ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, is fully physically degenerative. So you yeah. see their mind stay and their right. body fail. Uh, Alzheimer's is purely mentally degenerative. So you see their brain fail. Parkinson's is just a it's like a bl- awful mix. Yeah. yeah, awful mix. So it like really my dad, is. it was all physical for a while. And now it's mental. So it's like severe dementia at the end. So you see both. Yeah, man. Th- I don't. Want, I don't like any of them. So I'm not going to rank them against each other. But that's so hard. I'm sorry that you had to experience that and yeah. still are experiencing that. Yeah. And do you? Does any part of that? Um, come to play in your stand-up like are you touching on that or is it t- are you too close bit. to it I, it's i i don't know it's a, uh, it's it doesn't fit i just did my first album it doesn't fit the kind of happy-go-lucky yeah. i don't i'm not i've realized that so much there's so many things i have to be like mindful of when i do stand-up there's so many things i can't get away with yeah because of who i am and the character i play on stage that i need to kind of be bright and happy yeah. And none of my jokes come from uh, like attacking people right, Most of them right. come from like things i enjoy and revere yeah me too yeah and that's kind of a trend with comedy like good comedy lately it's not like these fucking millennials. It's a lot of like, you look at like Ron Funches. It's just bright and happy. Yeah. yeah. And I think you can do both, but at least mm-hmm. just be speaking a truth and not. At least be speaking a truth. Yeah. N- yeah. Not just, I, I don't, uh, for me, like the end goal of being funny, that's a part of it. But I, I feel mm-hmm. like being genuine and, you know, at least finding some sort of thread of honesty in what yes. you're trying to say. Or even hypocrisy, showing some sort of hypocrisy because there's truth in that. Yeah. And, and leave having you want people to have fun you want them to have fun and, and leave and feeling better yeah and that's the purpose of being nasty in comedy especially self-deprecation is ultimately to make that feel make people in the audience feel less alone yes that is why we yeah that is why we, we we tear ourselves apart when you think of the comedy that really got you in into stand-up you're like yeah. man i feel i don't less feel alone so crazy now. i don't feel so yeah. yeah yeah there's other people out there who've suffered through that it's the point of a lot of art, uh, music, it really and movies. Is. Yeah, and you know, I've talked about this with a couple other podcast guests. Where like that whole notion of having to be like the angry comic and bring all that pain to stage, I feel like that it works for some people, but that can just for you. I feel maybe it's the fuel for you to perform. It's sure. not necessarily the the vehicle that is like apparent on stage it's just a, a kernel of it's like the ignition for you to be a performer because mm-hmm. you're not necessarily talking about parkinson's but i'm sure that pain has i mean since you've experienced it as a child yeah you know what i mean there's other things too there's other dark more, there's other darkness. more darkness i love darkness. i uh, for some reason after <laughs> college i had uh it, like my first year of college i had a kind of a 
eating disorder and i wasn't yeah i wouldn't really as a yeah. guy that's interesting yeah and as a guy you don't even get that skinny and you can still be miserable i wasn't eating after eight and i was kind of over exercising and then it was a terrible cycle of like you feel horrible so you go work out and you skip meals and then you feel worse and you're like oh just keep doing that and it's you don't realize one's at it it's really you, you're dumb at that age you don't know what your body's telling you yeah and then not getting enough sleep and i went to a really School for me that was really difficult and picked a major was really difficult. And I was suddenly going from top of my class, like I'm struggling to be in the bottom quarter. Like, so from, be, and, and from the all, eating disorder, yeah, uh, just from being distracted. And it was the first time with drinking, and, and drinking fucked me up emotionally. I didn't realize how much that tires you out. And and I had that, uh, yeah, so I ended up, I also cut myself a lot at that age. Wow, you, yeah, you, but, and, and how old were you? 18. Damn, and I stopped after that. And then this is not. Uh, like a very inspiring thing to say but like when i hear people talk about depression and i know my experiences and everyone's but like i've i've i went through a tough time with that i don't know if it was clinical depression but like i started getting more sleep and eating better and not treating my body like shit yeah and a lot of it went away yeah but it's hard the balance is very difficult and it's like eating disorders are so common Mm -hmm. i feel like especially in american culture just because of the way our marketing and the way our um society put stuff in our face and we were constantly comparing ourselves yeah and now so even more because everything is is based in comparison yep social media all of this stuff and so do you feel like you're good like you're, that's not an issue anymore for you or do you sometimes feel like you could have i'm good i'm yeah. so much i mean i'm like no nothing <laughs> like i'm i'm like the average soccer mom's level of um of like compulsive about exercise and that's it I'm like, that's oh i went two days without exercising <laughs> like that's it <laughs> uh i'm good i i, I liked but I, I value eating right i value getting enough sleep i value you know healthy amounts of exercise i've seen extremes of that that i didn't like so. those two those three things are so fucking vital so fucking important it's like it, it's those are the foundations for basic health and it, yeah. it's like our career our lifestyles i'm sure you feel the same is so inconsistent yeah it's so hard to have a have a routine don't you find that yes i mean yeah people are like I, i'm on the road a lot now like half the time yep uh, and my girlfriend lives in Austin, so I'm there. And I come home, be like, "Oh, you can come home, you can hang out." And I'm like, "No, I'm gonna homebody. I'm gonna go. What, yeah, I've become that. Yeah. Of like, I'm gonna go to the gym at 9:15 and work out. Come yeah. home, make a smoothie, drink coffee, sit around, like just be. And I'm gonna go to sleep at fucking 11 p.m. And it's like that is like my fantasy now. It's 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 difficult, I think. Uh, to eat so much spinach. Yeah, just eat spinach. And that's all I want to do when I come home. I just want to like. Be with my dogs. Go yeah. to the beach. Get some exercise. Eat a fucking avocado. Eat so many vegetables. I just so yeah. Many ve- stuff myself with vegetables. But then in the same breath, I will like Saturday, I eat pizza all day, all damn day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You like drinking, right? Not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. No, I'm, you- I'm edibles and weed now. Me too. Yeah. I've been that way for a long time. Yeah. That's the thing that gets me. This is so judgmental, and I'm so sorry to people who are really dealing with something hard right now. But I do see. This big thing with depression, a lot of the people identifying themselves as, you know, depressed in the comedy community. And I and I see those same people like going out and drinking or even doing cocaine. I'm like, hey, hey, like if you're if you're like working out in high heels and complaining about knee pain, are you gonna get knee surgery or are you gonna maybe get some running shoes? Yeah. You know how are you mean? gonna how are you gonna resolve that problem? Yeah, you should and I know one thing leads to the other. I know depression leads to substance abuse and substance abuse leads to depression, but yeah. like fix that first before you start taking Zoloft. Like Yeah, it's opinion. hard, you know, it's hard. My my father has dealt with depression for years. Mm. He's been on Prozac since Prozac came out on the market, and he's been on it for probably two decades. And there's some people, and I know you you know this, where depression, it, it's such a word that I feel has like become like this buzzword, like a headline word. Yeah, like people nerd. Don't, yeah, exactly. Or just, you know, like whatever. And people don't realize the catacombs that people get stuck in when they're mm. inside of it. You know, mm. it's it's so hard to get the fuck out of and it's yeah. so easy for some people to be like well do this do that that shit is really fucking difficult yeah and sometimes it's when it's clinical you need meds to get you out do. of it my and, mom and that's okay your yeah. mom your my mom meds? Is, it's made her so much better yeah oh, it really you know no, that's meds more grief than depression i'm not sure what that is but yeah. yeah but it, it there's such a stigma against some western medicine to mm-hmm. help for these certain types of ailments and for me like i don't even like to take a motherfucking tylenol I haven't been on birth control Amen. in 15 years, but 
I feel like medication to help you just live. Yeah. That shit's not so bad. Yeah. For me, it's weed though. Like I love weed. For me, it's um, I I I drink coffee. I drink coffee like I'm trying to build an immunity to caffeine. Yo, you into French press? I what? actually switched to AeroPress recently. What the fuck is that? AeroPress, it's great. Is it's that one sponsored cup? by Aeropostel? <laughs> yes. Remember that story? I used to steal shit from them all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I stole. I used to steal shit all the time. Aeropostel. That's so <laughs> funny. Aeropress is like French press, but it's like it's a little thing. It's way easier to clean. That's people like French press is so great. You Such like, a pain in the ass. It's like oh, if you want to make coffee in thirty seconds and then spend seven minutes cleaning it. Yeah, and then yeah. also you can't put it down your drain because that shit's no good. You gotta yeah. dump it out. Oh my god, did you watch Avengers too? I don't think I did. There was a great scene where they're all meeting. They're <laughs> gathering at like Tony Stark's house. And they're like, we need to stop this uh, this force from destroying it. Goes, hey, hey, who put coffee grinds in the disposal? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a bed and breakfast for Vikings, you, you fucking savages. That. Those grinds will ruin the disposal. I they build need to up. be better about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's fun is if you live with somebody, like my boyfriend's with me right now. Mm-hmm. He lives with me. I put the grinds in the toilet sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he lifts the lid. He's like, bang! <laughs> I'm like, sorry, Taco. Taco a- Tuesday hit me hard this morning. Uh, AeroPress. Uh, AeroPress. I got to check it's it like out. It's like a small little, it looks like a, a penis pump. Hey. And you, and you can, like, when you're done, you put, like, you basically, it's like a tube. You put a little filter paper at the bottom. You pour coffee, like, grinds in it. You pour hot water through it, and it pours out just one cup. Yeah. And you press it through. And then when you're done, you unscrew the thing, and you just pop out all of it in one little, like, cake. Can you get organic? Because I'm all about that organic. You can put coffee. whatever grinds you want in it. So you just get your it's own like grinds. A, it's like it's like an individual French press, Fuck. but it cleans itself basically. If somebody out there has an AeroPress company, send it to me. I will use it yeah. and pump it on the podcast. They should be doing podcasts. That'd be good. They should be. Hey, I feel bad that I, I don't mean to criticize people who are actually dealing with serious depression. I've never dealt no, with that. No, it's I don't fine. Know, but it is it is interesting seeing the variety of reactions dude you just told us about your father with parkinson's (laughs) your uncle who's paralyzed and the fact that you've dealt with you know having eating disorders i think you're fucking fine yeah you don't need to apologize you know you're you're all good and i think it's important to share this shit like i'm not just trying to pull stuff out of you to get juicy topics i think what i have found is talking about this real shit people connect to it to more Mm -hmm. and and they're able to find some sort of salvation through that stress you know imagine how many people know somebody with parkinson's know somebody who's paralyzed know somebody who has eating disorders that those cutting cutting fuck man what did you cut yourself with oh so in high school it was uh, here's the thing i want to preface it with with this if anyone's listening it's a very very somebody's fucking listening no any who who cuts themselves (laughs) sorry uh, it's a bad thing stop doing it can really 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 it seems really innocent at the time uh, it can really get out of hand really quickly, yeah. and, and you should really seek help for that. And you should really uh, – and, and I know this because when I heard people talk about it, like in Eminem songs, it glorified it. I'm not trying to glorify it. He, uh, in Eminem songs? Oh, uh, Stan. Sometimes I, I cut myself oh, to see how much it bleeds. Right. It's like adrenaline on the pages. And, and there's – the sad part is it, it really does – very temporarily solve your problems when you it's it's uh it's a rush you get that it just you can go from just crying sobbing to like ah oh, i mean it's just like, like heroin it yeah. is it feels so good in the moment but it, it escalates I love you're like so stop quickly. doing it but fuck it feels good i mean that's the thing that's the <laughs> shitty part about it yeah, but it escalated it- so i started with scissors and then i started what i did was would take razor blades apart like mach 3 and those blades are really sharp yeah, and you could, it would just go right through skin and I remember I would do it, and I would do it in places where no one could see it. I would do it, uh, just little cuts, just like little nicks. Yeah, maybe like an inch long. And then I remember one time I was dealing with, I don't know, it was it was sometime during my freshman year that I was like, I'm gonna cut some veins and see what happens. Holy fuck! And I went deep, but not enough to cut some veins, and I still have the scars from it. And I'm not proud of that. I'm not glorifying it, but it got to that very quickly. I feel like you and need you to write will- a book because <laughs> you feel like you've already. At this juncture in your life, you've experienced a lifetime of scenarios. Uh, I was a stupid scenarios. kid. I mean, it, I mean it went away so quickly that I don't consider it like a legit. I mean, it was like two years of my life, and it was. And that, after that night, I was like, I can't keep doing. Like that was bad. That was a bad decision. I woke up the next day with like, I ruined my favorite shirt, which seems like <laughs> innocent, but you had to like, that's irresponsible. That and I was so selfish. Like, looking back, I was like, well, I die, whatever. Like, I never thought about how my brother and my mom and my dad would, like, that. they would never be the same person again if something yeah. happened. They would never 
ever be happy, truly happy again. It's so interesting and how you accumulate, three. you accumulate wisdom. Yeah. And God. And it's like, I would have never started comedy. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't start comedy until I was 23. Like, God, like, I wish I could be like, dude, life will be we had to clean all the blood Amazing. off your shirts until you could get on stage. Yeah. Can't be on stage anymore. We're long sleeves now. <laughs> oh, that's where it is. Oh, wow. In there, too. That Yeah, that one's pretty gnarly on your yeah. arm. And I still have to make, like, make up stories about it when people ask about it, though. Do You do? Yeah. I think I say climbing a tree or something I think like that. you need to make a joke about cutting on stage. I think that'd be really progressive. Ah, such a hard it'd be, thing. It's such a hard thing, but, you know, that's, that's the job. I don't want to sound like I'm... I have a big, big fear of sounding like uh, me trying to be like, I'm just like you guys. I don't want to. I don't want to like make it sound. Well, you like don't have I to approach it, it like that. I was. I. I kept cutting. Like I didn't even tell people I did. I didn't tell a single person I did it until like two years ago. It was when I'm 28 now. It took like, yeah, it was. Yeah, eight it's hard years. to come. You know, I didn't tell. I, I told my mom about my being raped just within the past five, six years. It's just, those are hard things to talk about. Did you tell? Did you ever talk? You haven't talked about it on the stage. I have. Okay. Bits and how pieces. recently? Um, the most recent was. Probably, I'm sorry. How how early did you start talking about it on stage? Um, let's see, probably about six years. Around the time you talked to your mom. Around the same time, yeah. And it, I've just you know been going back and forth with it. Like it's not something I I keep in the rotation regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that is I want to be a big chunk. But like you said, I have to find it's a it's a sensitive subject. So you have to find the right cadence in. A delivery to make it digestible to people where mm-hmm. they don't feel they can feel bad for you i think having somebody i think having the audience feel something is a goal mm-hmm. it's a it, that's an accomplishment but you don't want them to feel more sympathy than they feel um connection do you know what I, do you know what i'm saying like yeah. you don't want them to have their you don't want to bum them out yeah you don't want to bum them out so the the balance is still being figured out like that way is mm-hmm. still being figured out yeah it's tricky but it is really tricky. But, you know, I, I think the approach, like you saying, like, I don't want to make them feel like I'm being like, oh, I'm just like you guys. You know who, who I, I who like, as a comedian who I just respect so much, I'm sure you do as well, is Tig Notaro. Yeah. When she came out and just laid all those, those fucking bombs on everybody. I still don't understand how she did that. I don't understand how she got through it. I don't understand how she was able to... It, what was it? She got dumped, her mom died. Dumped, and mom breast died, cancer and breast cancer within, like... A, two hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And and then she went on stage to talk about it. Yeah. And you look at her going on stage, she didn't write jokes. She wasn't writing out a set. She just spoke from her experience. I'm so far away from that as a comedian. Well, that's okay, but it doesn't mean that you're never going to get there, you know? God, I, have, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think, like, comedy is similar to life in the sense that there are stages to it. I feel mm-hmm. like there are eras to your performance. Not you, but anyway, you as yeah. a general. Yeah. And I feel like, I'm, I'm sure you've experienced that, too, where you feel like you graduate. You know, like you start off and you, you're still trying to find your voice and you might not be so funny. And then laughter starts to happen. You're like, oh, I'm good at this. And then you figure out your pattern. Then you figure out your voice. And then your voice, when you first figure it out, may not be the thing that it's going to be to bring you to that next level. And then you get to the point where you start to get to that next level and you really find your voice. You yeah. really find what your comedy is essentially about. And I think for people like you and I, um, where we've experienced real shit that have humbled us, that's the shit that is the core of everything. Even even if it's not something you bring to stage, I still believe it is something that is the driving force behind what we do. And that's why I believe in stand-up comedy so much because just in this podcast, we're both comedians. We met through stand-up comedy. You and I wouldn't be here if not for that. We're talking about serious shit, but it's still digestible. Yeah. We're going to help people. And that's like that to me that's the biggest goal and that's the biggest accomplishment I could ever hope to have. That and like like four houses and shit <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, my mission statement's so weird right i just did my my album and i'm, I'm restarting pedantic pedantic mm-hmm. <laughs> tell us um it's uh it's weird because i, I kind of i'm five years in i put in an album because i got you know a, a chance to and i'm like restarting and i don't know you said the word pattern you you and i'm like looking at my old patterns to like what did i talk about and how did i talk about and what was the structure of that joke and part of me is like fucking do something yeah. new and, and my girlfriend said that to me last night do and something I like new. and she was like you got to try different stuff and, yeah. I was, and i got like really insulted because of like, course this is really sensitive and you're calling me redundant and i want my like second album to just be like a, a replica of the first no. and it's like i don't know it's where all to go about evolution man you gotta you gotta look at what you did and set it and forget it 
and and, <sighs> and go into uncomfortable zones. You know, go into places that you are afraid to discuss. Yeah, go into well, areas. Is, yeah, I'm sure I've never said this on a podcast before. Well, I feel honored. Yeah, I've never talked about eating disorders or cutting. Uh, light light topic for a Monday. <laughs> I'm not like here's the thing. Yeah, right. I'm not. Uh, I'm not like ashamed of it. Like as a comedian, you don't have much shame. Like it's really weird no. of like like is this a sensitive subject? Like I'll tell you anything. Ask me anything about myself, yeah. and I will tell you. There are very very few secrets I keep because I'm like at peace with most of the my my issues. But I know what people think of me. For better or worse. Yeah. Yeah. But the one thing I will say about you that I feel just from knowing you the little bit that I know and my, my impression mm-hmm. of you, you are, you're sensitive to opinions and I, th- I feel like you're, s- you have pride, not like too sure. much, but you have, you, you it, more, too much for a comedian for sure. You have a lot of pride and you're sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I think you got to tap into I'm that. I'm not sensitive. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I'm not even trying to coach you. I'm just, I'm just trying to talk to you as somebody who's on, you know, the level of a stand up comic and figuring these things out. Yo. Ever since I've been smoking more weed and taking edibles, I feel like so connected to patterns and figuring things out. And in, fi- in, I just want to like share that with people. You know, I just want to like, because it's so it's so hard to see that self reflection. Because even when you look in your reflection, you're not seeing what the mirror is showing you. You're seeing your perceived image, things that you've experienced throughout your whole life. That's what you're seeing back. And people who ex- experience life with you, they're seeing something totally different because they're removed. It's an unbiased reflection like what i see right now is not how you feel about yourself mm-hmm. but i feel like the irony of that is i may be seeing a truer form of you than you're putting out that's fair you know yeah and i think for your next album yo tap into that shit do your next album on edibles I, I, edibles just kill my ambition do they i'm like that's a good idea i should write it down and then you do do you get like really sleepy on edibles yeah yeah that's why i take edibles to sleep now yeah they're they're very helpful except i wake up like <laughs> You wake up like Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> Just did someone turn up the gravity underneath my bed? Like everything's heavy. Um, Why am I in the center of universe? <laughs> <laughs> I tried mushrooms for the first time recently. How is that? I haven't done that yet. Um, not as spiritual as I was hoping. Sensory. Really? It was my first time really uh, having it happen. Uh, sensory. Beautiful, wonderful, fun experience, but like, wasn't like, like the heightened? we're all connected. Everything looked cool, and I was with someone. Whose company I enjoyed. Uh, and that's important, I think. Very, very important. Good location. Like you're supposed to feel calm. Yeah. Where was the location? At an Airbnb outside of, in like kind of a nowhere rural area in this little upstairs uh, lofted one bedroom space. So it was just like a Cute cozy trees, little place. cozy. Yeah. yeah. And how long did the high last? I don't know, three hours. Four and hours. then how did you feel afterwards? Zonked, but. Do you have like a glow? Does it have like a glow like kind of edibles do? You know, mm. afterwards where you just kind of like, wow. I, for no, me, I feel like calm down. Not like depressed, but just like, you like feel everything's tired? buzzing and gray a yeah. little bit. Yeah. See, after edibles, I feel like I just want to spoon everyone. Huh? <laughs> I I do. I love weed. I, how long have you been smoking? Years, but more what? recently, like, because I'm not, I haven't been drinking as much. Weed has just sort of stepped in. And I don't, I don't really smoke every single day, but. Probably for the past three years, it's been more a part of my life and has become a character in my almost we, daily existence. How long ago did were we? Because I featured for you in Dallas a little was while. It two ago. years was it a year ago or two years ago? Uh, maybe more than two. Yeah. yeah, it might be a little over two. Yeah, yeah, because the last time I went to oh, Dallas was last two. year was with Martindale. Oh, so yeah. I think it was two years ago that you were there. Yeah. Yeah. Because you weren't there with me in Martindale, were you? No. Yeah. You so it was before that. That was when I met. But yeah, it was with Carly. So yeah. 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 That was a while back. A while back. And that, did you start smoking weed then? No. I've been like slowly upping. I didn't start till like after college. Yeah. I was, it was a late around starter so, too. Yeah. Um, with comedy, it was around so much and like drinking. I was, you know, I had a day job and I'd be out at open mics and I was like, I'm not going to drink with you guys because I have to wake up for work in the morning. But I will. If someone's going to offer me uh, a weed. joint as I'm walking out, like in the parking lot of a, you know, an open mic. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's hard not to drink, man. You know, it's I, so it's, easy. It, I'm not saying like. Oh, I gotta have a drink. It, it's just everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. everywhere. You know, it's it's weird, and I forget. I don't enjoy drinking. It doesn't do much for me. I don't I enjoy tried. it anymore, man. I never really did, and I forget this. I have acid reflux. I get heartburn very, very bad every day of my life. Are I'm we ninety? I've I've had it since I was four. Fuck. Yeah, I have it. Like it's like a medical thing for you me. You poor thing. <laughs> no, I'm so used to it, and I just take medicine for it, and I just avoid certain foods. So many delicious foods have acid. 
I, in, I, they don't taste good to me. My oh. brain has built up like a Pavlovian thing where it's like yeah. when I see a glass of whiskey, I don't like I, I feel the burn in my stomach already. So I'm just like, that doesn't seem fun. Yeah. When I see a turkey sandwich, I see something that looks like it tastes good. and It's not going to cause indigestion later. Yeah. See, I see the a buffalo glass wings of whiskey. Hurt. Yeah. I see whiskey and I see, oh, that's going to be pregnancy soon. <laughs> I finished that motherfucker. <laughs> I see uh, I see hangovers too. Yeah. It's like it's so bad. So weed is like such an amazing thing, man. But it's I, nice. I'm seeing the downsides of it now though. Like what? Um, groggy. Like I'll smoke before I go to sleep. This is a weird thing that happens to me. Uh, I think because of my size and because of just my metabolism, yeah. I process things faster and like half the speed of like the normal person. So if I smoke before I go to bed, I sleep really well. But then like four or five hours later, I wake up like really alert, like whiskey dawn. But oh, with, uh, shit. But with marijuana. So the only thing that really helps is edibles. Edibles will last a full eight hours. But then I wake up feeling sluggish. What kind of edibles you got going on? Where are you getting Chocolates. these things? And I, I know my dosage Kiva? five to my friend's sponsored by Kiva. Kiva Speedweed. Yep, speed. Yep. I know Speedweed. I know yeah. Gino. Gino like dope. chocolates. Yep. S- do they sponsor this? No. Yeah. Uh, Honey Bear Farms is my my jam. They, yeah. Yeah, they're they're a place out here in L.A. and they get all, all organic shit. Yeah. It's oh really my, delicious. Oh my god, it's so easy to travel with. It's so easy to travel with. Yeah. My girlfriend's like, oh, are you gonna? How are you gonna get that on the plane? I'm like, well, I'm gonna stick it in my bag. And then I'm gonna go on the motherfucking plane because yeah. I'm a goddamn American. And not just edibles. You can walk on with like. And it's just, just the, the the plant. You can walk on with a plant. Yeah, bring they a plant. This is, I'm bringing this to my aunt. Yeah. It's my aunt's plant. Oh, my mom. I, I always bring some for my mom. Yeah. She never never works for her. But I got the spray. Whoa. Yeah, the spray's amazing. You get a little spritz under the tongue. It's funny how sentimental potheads are. That it has to be baked <laughs> good. So like, we could ground THC up into a powder and snort, but we want to feel like, it's from the earth. <laughs> That's they don't so make heroin funny. scones. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, you're not going to blow this into some girl's asshole. Yeah. We're going to make a blueberry muffin. Oh, oh. <laughs> We're lovers, it's man. Peanut butter. Is like, <laughs> you want come, a cookie? It's, it's a molecule. Get over it. <laughs> no, it's meant to be shared. That's like the energy of, of, of pot smokers. Potheads. Yeah. Oh, I, and I am one. Don't get me wrong. And I, I love it. And I, we I am, smoke together sometimes. We do. Yeah. I am a rare breed, and I've met other. I, I don't. I'm, I'm not like, oh, fucking! I'm so great at being high. I don't <laughs> mind being around people high. I don't mind being around new people high, so long as I can actually talk. Yes. If it's a loud place where I can't make conversation, I'm a physically awkward person, so I hate that. Yeah. But if I can actually like express my thoughts clearly, new people or not, it's not terrifying. It's not terrifying, and then it's not great all the time. And it's fun talking to somebody who's high. Dealing with somebody who's drunk is a pain in the ass, man. They got to deal with the, the vomit, the, the crying. The worst. I'm sober. Doing comedy, you're sober around drunk people so much. So much. And they're much. barely humans. They're like zombies in a zombie movie. <laughs> of like, go away until you're a human again. They're like a bunch of stepdads. Oh. Just a bunch of angry stepdads. Oh, oh I want to talk to you about your comedy. I don't need to hear it. I fucking love you. Come over here. Let me kiss you. Oh, my God, you're you want to come over? Yeah. How are you sober enough to register oh, half my, my punchlines? I'm like, like, just take a take a drag of this shit and chill out. Chill out. There's so many people who I'm. I just want to have them. I literally just want to walk around with a joint in society, and when people are stressed out, just stick it in their fucking mouth. <laughs> people do react really differently to it, though. Some they people do. Some anxiety. Such a stigma. Here's one. Such a stigma. One mentality I cannot stand. Let me know if you share in my sentiment. When somebody goes. Like, ask, ask me if I like weed. Ask me what I think about weed, then ask me if I've had it. Okay, go ahead. Hey, what do you think about weed? It's fucking disgusting. I'll never try it. Have you ever, have you ever had it? I've never tried it. Oh, okay. It's like, what, what, what's that mentality? Yeah. How can, you, how can you judge something you've never tried? And how can you be so adamant about not trying it? I don't. Ugh. You know I'm what I'm saying? Drinking. It's, it's drinking. Like, I'm like almost like prohibition. Uh, like, <laughs> I think That's how you feel now? I hate. Elk, drunk I mean, people and drink and like uh, th- not all drunk people like some drunk people are fun my dad drunk is fun he's always gonna fall he falls falls a lot i feel like i just sound like donald trump <laughs> he fall. my dad he falls he's the best faller he falls a lot the worst is the people who think they're good drunks are the worst drunks oh yeah i i'm f- i can drive i'm great i'm so oh fun I'm i the best bring driver. the party yeah. i drive better when i'm drunk what that uh. doesn't even make any sense whatsoever my dad, my dad got a DWI when he was seventy-three. 
Whoa. First and last, hopefully. I mean, we don't know. He's still alive. He probably could knock a couple Your out. Your dad's 73. My dad now is 78. Wow. My, dad, my parents had me old. How old? My mom was four. How old was my mom? 40? Mom, maybe not that old. Maybe she was like 37. I'm 34. Mm-hmm. So my dad's 70. He's going to be 79. Mm-hmm. We're very close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, 41, I'm 46. Yeah, my parents are older, but yeah. my dad, he got DWI. This is how stubborn my father is. The bar is less than half a mile from his motherfucking house. And he drove home, blacked out, thank God, crashed into a parked car. But, I mean, I was like, Dad, you 73 years old? Were you, you, you finally starting your bucket list now? It's... Drinking and driving so weird because it's so bad. It's such a horrible, horrible thing. Like, oh, it's I, so I hear selfish. jokes about it. And it's like, I mean, my uncle, like that was someone hit him. And it's yeah. like, I'm not like, here's the thing. I don't judge people very hard for it. I oh, I'm sh- judging I my should. dad so hard. I should, but it's weird <laughs> because that's a decision you make when you're drunk. We never talk about like you decide to drive when you're in an impaired state. Yeah. So it's not the person you knew who decided to drive drunk, typically. Right. It's the drunk version of them. And I look at drunk versions of people as another person. Yeah. Oh, it's a different person. The way I look at my dad as a different person now than he was before he had Parkinson's. Totally. It's like, like, it is a crime, but it's like, there's some weird forgiveness that you give them of like, and part of me, it's it's like, yeah, don't drink so much and you won't make bad decisions like that. Yeah. And you know, I bartend for years and, and there's so much, such a responsibility for bartenders to monitor what people are drinking. I've had hundreds of people in my bar at once. I can't keep track of, you know, Bartender, Tommy and, and Sheila that have been, you know, here since 5 o'clock after they got out of their financial job and they hate their jobs and they're drinking away their sorrows because they're mm. both married to people who are terrible people and they don't want to go home to their cranky kids. How much of drinking do you think is – I have really dark thoughts about drinking. What do you mean? I think drinking is like the – Society has convinced me I'm going to be a movie star, and I can't accept that will never happen because I'm 39, so I go out and drink. Do you think that's what's happening? Yeah, because – Not everybody – some – Some people. Some, some not people everyone, just chill. Not everyone. Some people – yo, I can go – I can, I'm, I'm I can pursuing, have two margaritas and stop. Yeah, yes, I'm true. not – I don't have like a, a thing where I can't stop drinking. I enjoy I, – let me put it this way. I enjoy some red wine. I will sit at home. Finish a bottle of red wine and watch Netflix. True, but that happens very infrequently now because I'd rather smoke a joint and trip out a little bit. That's I'd rather true. sit there and have a conversation with my dog. Hi, then you know. Now, how much of that? And this sounds arrogant, and I'm sorry to say this. You and I are doing the thing we love most with our lives. There's still hope for us that things are going to work out the way we planned. There's right? There, I hope so. Yeah, I, I feel I feel confident in that. We we're both doing okay, and we that's a luxury. Very that is very a luxury. Few people have that is and a luxury. It changes the way you walk and stand. Yeah, and how your farts smell. Yeah, delicious. Delicious because we're eating oh, healthy organic fragrant. foods. And I look at a lot of my friends, and like I basically I'm still because of that because I'm still pursuing them because I still have hope that it's going to work out the way I planned. Um, I'm a child. I haven't matured. I haven't accepted the yeah. harshness of reality. Whereas my friends are like, my brother is married. My friends from college are married and they're pursuing day jobs. And they've changed their dreams to more modest aspirations. They're still doing crazy cool stuff. My best friend's working for Skadden in New York City. He's, yeah. getting, he's, he's, he's a world-class lawyer. And they're, they're, making, they're, they're working in policy for, for judges and, and, and changing the world. But it's, you know I what think I mean? what we need, we can't have everybody uh, doing big things. No, we can't. Because it, there's a balance to, to society. But I see what you're saying where it's like the luxury of knowing what you want to do is such a – what a fucking gift. Yeah, but I – listen to Pitbull lyrics. Fuck Pitbull. But, but Pitbull Oye lyrics, loca, venga casa, rail, 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 rail. Listen to Black Eyed Peas lyrics. A lot of those things are like people are drunk at the club and they for one night, two Tonight. nights of the week – Tonight's going to be a yeah, good night, exactly. baby. <laughs> and it's like they get to feel like, ah, oh, I'm a rock star. That's I'm true. A, I'm a champ. I get to be on a jet plane. Uh, and, and that's what drinking helps you feel. That's true. And that's a thing. Oh, I must sound like such a dick to your listeners. Uh, I sound like a dick to my listeners every okay. week. It's. I wonder how much, and that's not everyone, but I do wonder how much of like that influence why I don't drink. Of like, I'm A lot. I, yeah. A lot. A lot of your of your environment influences like what you do to your body. And mm. the fact that you and I are 
doing what we love is it that's that's a big deal and I'm also, yeah what you're also what i'm also a bitch when it comes to hangovers i can't handle them. i'm oh, like oh that. my head hurts yeah. i'm in bed for like a week i'm yeah. like i'm like linda blair from the exorcist that's me that's like that's a hangover suicidal. yeah that's a bad hangover that's a bad hangover. my head's spinning i'm vomiting on priests yep that's me after tequila that's why i can't do cocaine i've never tried <laughs> i've cocaine. never tried it either i i i would come down so hard like, i would crash through a goddamn window yeah and fly down the highway i would yeah. be like sonic the hedgehog just Ugh. jumping up in the air, get grabbing gold coins. I had to console a friend the day after he took uh, Molly and cocaine and was hungover. Oh, fuck. And you were hungover and you had to console no, him? No, no, they were all three of those things. Oh, Jesus. And they're like, I want to kill myself. I'm like, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> I drank three cups of coffee and I want to kill myself six hours later. <laughs> we're living the dream, man. <laughs> you got your espresso. Yeah. Aeropress. Aeropress. So, is that a brand? It's a brand. Aeropress. It. It's like 30 bucks. Buy it online. Try it out. I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to have them send me one. Um, yeah. And I'm going to send you a backup one. Ooh. Aeropress. Okay. Send, us, send us some shit. Yeah, I'll just gift it. I already have one, but I'll gift it. Yeah, you it. should so gift send it. it. Yeah, Aeropress. It's, I highly recommend it. It's a clean French press and actually tastes better than French press. I re- I want one right now, man. That's my new tequila. That and a big blunt. We got to smoke a big blunt We got to smoke a big blunt. Or edibles. I love, dude. I my my speedballing is just uh, caffeine and weed now. When I mix yeah. the two, How go fu- for a hike. Oh, don't you have life. such great ideas? I love it, and everything's so wonderful. Everything's so wonderful and clear. Now, weed—the weird thing about weed is it is—it's a mood enhancer. I don't consider it an upper or a downer. No, I don't either. But if I'm like depressed and I oh, smoke, it'll sure do something. It'll stuff. make it darker. Yeah, I yeah. think it, I think it just I think weed captures the you in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it like it's like. When you're going through your time, like when you're when you're scanning through photos on your phone, you can only see one at a time. That's what weed does to time for you. It just slows it down. You can, you can only deal with the moment that you, that is right there. See, yep, that's true. Does too. that make sense, or was that stoner logic? That no, no, no. <gasps> that's that's a good way of putting it. You you're you're in the moment. You're, you're in the you're moment. In the task. So whatever you're feeling, it sort of comes out. Yeah, it gives me. It makes me feel like a child. Yeah. Like childlike yeah. wonder. For yeah, everything. that awe. It's all about chasing that awe, man. And I think oh. like more people need to chase their childlike awe. Makes you stop and be appreciative for yeah. one fucking second. Well, I'm appreciative for you being on this podcast. Where <laughs> can these cunts find you? Uh, my new album is out. Um, my half hour you can find on ComedyCentral.com or maybe Hulu. And the album's on iTunes. It's called Pedantic. Uh, I'm, I'm really proud of it. I hope you, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. And then MondayPunday.com. I put out a new drawing <laughs> every month. You've seen those. Yeah. yeah the, I do. It's a web comic every Monday. I put out a drawing that you have to solve. Example: uh, caveman sculpting a vase is a Harry Potter. So puns. Like oh, that. got yeah. it. And you enjoy doing that shit because you got a touch it. of the autistic. Well, it's puzzles are really autistic fun. Kick. Autistic. You are. You're. Fa- I am <gasps> autistic. You're fantastic, and you. Have, yeah, that's <laughs> so good. You're autistic. It's my second album. That's your name. second autistic. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for being here, Bussard. Thank you so much. I, I, I love it. I hope man. I didn't insult anyone today, and I understand that depression and, and no. alcoholism are real issues. You shared some really dope stuff. I appreciate okay. it. Thank you. Next very time much. I see you, we're gonna have a fat blunt in our face. Let's get high. Hike. <laughs> Let's get high. Hike. Let's hike. Bye. And on a pun. Bye. It's me, Brave Michaela again. I just wanted to tell you how my cannabis makes me feel. It makes me feel tired, like rest time tired. It makes me have the munchy munchies. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.